Hi, friend, and welcome to Grab Your Light, the podcast, a podcast for young women of color who are trying to navigate a breakup, divorce, or co-parenting relationship with wisdom and grace, and all while maintaining their mental and emotional well-being. I'm Lauren, your host, and while I am no expert, I have been through it, and so now I'm here to walk you through it. So let's talk about it. Hi, friends. Of course, I always want to begin with a hearty thank you for tuning in to my podcast. If you are a first time listener, welcome. And if you are a repeat listener, welcome back. If you've listened to the prior two episodes, you'll know that this month we are talking about accepting that a relationship has ended, specifically a marriage, and what to do after that to fully embrace that this is over and that we need to start the moving on process. And so in today's episode, we're going to talk about purging our home and maybe even sort of figuratively purging our emotions, and just purging the relationship in general. So of course, we'll start with my story because it is a podcast from my point of view. So I will share how I purged my home when I realized my marriage was over. And then I will give some tips that I have from my experience and that friends have given me from their experiences and that my good old Google search revealed. So let's just dive right in, right? On the actual day that my ex-husband left, he took one bag with him. Yep, you heard right. One single bag, like a, like a weekender. He threw some clothes in there, um, some accessories, but that was it. He didn't pack the majority of his clothes, his watches, his toiletries, or any of his many electronic devices. And I know in the immediate aftermath, which I've talked about kind of the hope that resides in that immediate aftermath, the fact that he left behind so many things kind of had me holding on to him returning right? Because why wouldn't he take all of his things if he was just so done with me? You know, wouldn't he need his clothes and his watches to live the fancy new life he was creating for himself? You know, and of course I'm being a tiny bit dramatic, but that was my my train of thought. And the train of thought of many of the people in my life is that if he only took one bag, he must have planned on returning. And I, I was I was one of those people because seeing his things still in the home, still in the spaces that they had always occupied in our life together, it did leave that hope that he was coming back. You know, um, it wasn't until a few weeks later after our therapy session where I learned that he did not plan to return and I gave up that hope that I realized, okay, this is done, right? And I go into detail about that in a prior episode. So if you're new here and you want more about that, check that episode out. 
But in response to realizing it was over, I decided his things needed to go. It, it just, it had to go. I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep looking at it. So I politely asked him to come pack and pick up his things at his earliest convenience. You know, I even volunteered to be gone while he was here. And he did not seem interested. You know, he never gave a day or a time that worked for him or even really agreed to come and collect his things. I mean, weeks went by where I kept asking and asking and kept getting no response. And as the weeks went by, seeing his things all around the apartment only served as a painful reminder of what used to be and what I had recently accepted was no longer. So what did I do, my friends? Hmm? What did I do? I'm type A. I'm organized. I'm a woman scorned. <laughs> I packed the things myself. I asked my mom for boxes because you guys, I'm 35 years old and have no idea where to get boxes or what size or why or how. So I asked my mom for boxes and I took a solid week and I went through each room of the apartment. I started in the bathroom because it's the smallest room and therefore the easiest room. And I packed every single one of his toiletries and trinkets neatly in Ziploc bags. They were labeled and I placed them in a box. I went next to the kitchen and packed all of his travel accessories because that's where we kept them. Chargers, dishware, photos, pins, documents, anything that belonged to him or that I thought he might want, I packed in that box. Then I went to the living room and packed his PlayStation, Xbox, games, movies, books, all of it. Finally, I went to the bedroom and I packed his clothes, shoes, watches, bags, files, everything. And everything was neatly arranged and labeled in boxes. I set those boxes by the door and I asked him to come get them when he was free. He still did not seem to be in a rush to do that. And so after a week of tripping over these boxes and like literally tripping over and also like figuratively tripping over, I told him that he had to collect them or they would be placed outside on the curb, right? I mean, and honestly, ladies, we probably could have us a good old waiting to excel moment and just put them all in the car and set fire to them, right? <laughs> but we want to be sane and we want to move from a place of grace, right? That's what this podcast is all about. So no setting belongings on fire, ladies. But if they are dragging their feet, we don't have to make it easy for them. We just have to dispose of them in the best way possible. So I told him that if he didn't come get them, they would be on the curb. And that seemed to do the trick for the most part. You know, he picked them up one excruciating box at a time for several days. And while usually that would have driven the type A in me crazy, I was just happy to have the stuff gone, you know, so I didn't even care. Come, come one day at a time, whatever, just get them. And, you know, I had some people ask why I even packed them or why I packed them so soon, um, why I didn't have someone else pack them, why I didn't force him to pack them. 
why I didn't trash them or anything like that. And honestly, as much as I was hurt by the end of our relationship, I was not angry enough to do those things, right? To trash them, to burn them, to force him to do it himself. You know, I I still cared very much about him because you have to remember the timeline, you know, the separation happened. Then I learned it was a permanent separation headed to divorce. And then I packed his things. So we're talking about the span of weeks, not, not even like months, maybe like six, seven weeks. And so while I am upset, I think at that time, the upset was more hurt and sorrow. And for me, at least with my disposition to do something as permanent and as violent as trashing someone's belongings or burning them would have to come from a place of anger and rage. And I wasn't there yet. You know, I cared very much about him and his well-being, and I wanted him to have the comfort and enjoyment of his things. Um, Additionally, and I didn't know this until afterward, packing his things was a physical way for me to process that it was over. You know, as I picked up each and every one of his belongings in our apartment, it caused me to reflect on what that item was and how he used it and that I would no longer get to see him use it. You know, and when it came to things like photos or gifts I had given him, sometimes I'd cry. But as I placed the item in the box or as I labeled it, I was accepting that we were moving on, that this item's time in my life was over, just like the relationship's time in my life was over. And by the time I had packed everything, this idea of moving on was firmly rooted. You know, it it was just with each box, I accepted it more and more. And my apartment seemed a little bit bland, a little boring after the last of the boxes had been picked up, but it was just a somber reflection of the fresh start, right? And I was okay with that. Yes, sorry. Sometimes, you know, while I am talking about it, I have notes here to make sure that I'm including everything. And sometimes when I'm done speaking, it just, I'm just reminded, it just hits me what a big deal it was and what a big deal it is for you going through it as a listener. And I'm just reminded. So sometimes I take a long pause because I'm just like, wow, you know, um, I think that every woman at some point in her life ends up packing something at the end of a relationship. And so that's why I think that as much as this is geared towards, you know, that longtime boyfriend, that co-parent, that husband, I think it's really just fitting for any breakup. So that is sort of the general story. Um, I am going to give some tips and then I'm going to go back because I want to take a tiny tangent to talk about gifts, but let's get into the tips for right now. Tip number one is to get rid of the stuff. Absolutely get rid of it. Do not hold on to it. Do not try to um, neatly store it in the garage get rid of it. It needs to leave your life the same way this relationship has left your life. And it doesn't really matter what you do with it. I, of course, do not condone uh, trashing it 
or setting it on fire. But I do believe firmly that you need to get rid of it. You can give it back. You can sell it. You can donate it, give it to a friend. Just make sure that stuff leaves your home and your life. Okay, so that's tip number one. Get rid of the stuff. Tip number two is to purge sooner than later. I know for some people, the idea of it feels overwhelming. It feels scary. It feels permanent and final. And that's because it is and it should be. And the reason that you should do it sooner than later is so that you can accept sooner than later that it is over. You know, we don't want to spend months and years just holding on to something, clinging to something, clinging to someone, right? We've all met that one divorcee who is still so bitter that he has remarried, you know, who is still angry that he left. And and that's because at some point that person did not accept that it is over. And so we don't want to become that person, right? We don't want to become consumed with bitterness. We don't want to spend our lives, waste our lives pining for something that is gone. And so the sooner you get rid of the stuff means the sooner you are getting rid of that relationship, which means the sooner you are accepting that it is over. So purge sooner than later. You don't have to be like me and do it weeks after. I'm type A and I'm a neat freak. So I had to do it immediately for my own sanity, but you do not have to do it immediately, but don't let years go by. I mean, I would even argue don't let months go by, but definitely don't let years go by. Give yourself a date, right? Like tell yourself, okay, in six months, I'm going to have removed all of their items from the home. And on that day, get it done. You know, invite friends to help you if you want, invite family to help you if you want, pay movers or packers to get it done. It doesn't have to just be you by yourself. That worked for me. It was a bit therapeutic to do, but you don't have to do it that way. The important part is that you get rid of the stuff sooner than later. So that's tip number two, to purge sooner than later. Tip number two is to keep the gifts that you received if you want them, okay? Don't feel obligated to keep them, but keep them if you want them. For me, my ex-husband was a huge gift giver. In his family, gift giving is a love language. And so I received a lot of very thoughtful and expensive gifts from clothes, and shoes and purses to jewelry and tech and trinkets. I just, I received a lot of things. And after we separated, I didn't immediately give them back. You know, um, as far as I was concerned, they weren't his, they were mine. He had given them to me. And most of them I fully intended to make use of, or so I thought. But as the separation progressed and I settled into accepting that our relationship was over, some of the gifts keeping them made me feel uncomfortable, right? Like some of them had a memory. For example, the very first Christmas gift he gave me was a coach purse and I had never had a designer bag before. So it was very, very special to me. 
But once we were separated, it felt weird to walk around wearing it, knowing it came from him during a time when we were happy together and had so much promise looming. Um, Same thing for a watch he had given me or a dress he had bought me. I had a hard time sometimes separating the memory or the intent from the gift. And so for those things, I did not keep them. You know, if I didn't think I was going to wear them, if I thought that it was going to be too triggering to wear them, I donated them. But then some of the items he gave me, they had significant meaning. I think the biggest example is the necklace he gave me the day our daughter was born. Um, My little push present. It is an absolutely beautiful piece of jewelry and wearing it makes me reflect fondly on the day my daughter was born, you know, and it's, it's shiny and elegant. So it's nice to wear with my clothes. In fact, it's so beautiful. I usually get asked about it. So it ends up leading to me talking about him and the whole concept of push presence. And in the beginning, that made me feel awkward. You know, and some people would even comment that they were they were shocked I was still wearing it since it came from someone I'm no longer with. But I wear it because it is beautiful. And after 23 hours of labor, I earned it. So that one I kept. Right. So some items I gave back or I gave away because it was not something I was just going to ordinarily wear in the course of my day or the memory associated was too much. But a few things I kept because the meaning of it did not change just because we were not together, right? He and I are still co-parents of our daughter. And so wearing something he gave me in honor of our daughter is perfectly fitting, right? That one doesn't feel as, as awkward. And then of course, there is my engagement ring. You may recall that I gave my ring back to my ex-husband during our therapy session when it was for sure ended. And I gave it back because in that moment, it was the only way I could communicate that I was accepting that it was over. I didn't have the words. I was very emotionally overwhelmed. And I knew that that would do it for him. He hated when I took my ring off. And so I knew that if I took it off, he knew, okay, great. I'm with you. It's over. And later, months later, as I reflected on all the other gifts, I realized I wanted it back. (laughs) I don't know what I plan to do with it, but just like my, my necklace, my push present, it's such a beautiful piece of jewelry and it has such a beautiful meaning behind it. I wanted it back and I asked for it back and he refused. And then I wrote it into my marital settlement agreement and I got it back. (laughs) Right now it sits in my bedroom in a beautiful box, just as shiny and gorgeous as ever. And I think we've talked about converting it into jewelry that we can then pass down to my daughter, um, our daughter, And so that's probably what will happen. But for now, every now and then I just go look at it. She's still super shiny and I leave it at that. So those are probably the two biggest gifts that I kept. I think all of the other things that didn't have as much meaning, but were more triggering, I gave back. So 
keep whatever you want to keep. Keep it if it feels right to you. Keep it if you get a lot of use out of it. Keep it if the meaning is super special to you. However, do not use it as an excuse to keep everything. Remember, we are purging. We are moving on. We are accepting the relationship is over. We cannot do that if we keep every tiny thing he ever gave us. Okay, so keep the things that matter. Keep the things that you want. Don't feel pressured to give everything away. Don't even feel pressured by me. (laughs) Okay. And the same can be said for gifts you received as a couple. When we got married, we were not living together. So we had a registry created and received a lot of day-to-day household items from that registry. So for the day-to-day things, I kept them because I need them. Why would I give him all the pots and pans? You know, why would I give him a kitchen rug? I'm going to keep those things because I kept the home And those things were sort of part of the home. Now, things that were maybe they were given to us as a couple, but I knew that they were really meant for him. I gave to him like we had had um, like a wine cooler, like wine refrigerator sort of thing. His groomsman gave that to us and it was for him. So I gave that back to him Um, for things that were given and they were special, they had meaning and they came from his side of the family, I gave back to him. Otherwise, I kept them. And some things I just threw out altogether and replaced them. Like bedding is a big obvious one, right? So replaced it. Um, So that one use on a case by case basis, but really the tip still stands. Keep it if you want it. Keep it if it has special meaning. Um, Keep it if it has special use. Otherwise, get rid of it. And then tip number four is to give back the gifts you gave him if you think he wants it. This is not an excuse, my friends, to call him up to ask what he would like. This is not an excuse to invite him over to see if he wants to keep it. Use your best judgment. You do know him after all. And for any gift you gave him as you're packing up his things, return the things to him that you think he would want. Keep the things if maybe you want them. You know, um, for me, over the course of our time together, I gave him gifts for his birthday, our anniversary, Christmas, Father's Day, you know, things like that. They were rarely very expensive, but they were always very thoughtful and intentional. And since he only left with the one bag, most of those gifts were in our apartment. So when I packed his things, I chose to pack them up for him. I had already given them to him and always from a place of love. So what purpose would it serve me to keep them, right? I reasoned if he wanted to keep them, he'll keep them. If he wants to get rid of them, he'll throw them out. But he would have to make that call. So for me, I put it on him. I didn't even want to try evaluating what he wants to keep and what he doesn't. I'm going to give it to you because it's technically your item. I gave it to you and you can decide what you're going to do with it from there. So you can give back the gifts you gave him, just all of them on GP, or you can give back ones you think he would like. But really the moral of that tip is don't keep them in hopes that he'll come back to you for them, right? We don't want to manipulate anyone into doing anything and we don't want to prolong our healing 
by clinging on to these moments, right? Because then we venture into the territory of desperation and none of us want to go there. We really don't, especially not now in our 30s and 40s. Desperation is cute in your early 20s, late teens. We're too old for that, ladies. So we're going to just give things back. If only, not even for him, right? We're not even giving it back for him. We're giving it back for us so that we can purge ourselves of this relationship and get on with our healing. That's all this is going to do. It's going to free up the space, literally and figuratively, so that we can welcome in healing We can welcome in happiness. We can welcome in peace. And eventually we can welcome in a new relationship. So to recap, tip number one, get rid of the stuff. Tip number two, do it sooner than later. Tip number three, keep the gifts you received if you want them. Tip number four, give back the gifts you gave. Okay, I hope that that was helpful. I hope I didn't fuss too much, but I really wanted to drive the points home. I hope that you listened and enjoyed it. I hope that you will follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I hope that you'll share with a friend or leave a review. And be sure to tune into the next episode. We will have a special guest who will give us her take on purging relationships. She is one of my good friends and she is like freakishly great at accepting that a relationship is over and doing what needs to be done to move forward. And so, and she's also just a very different personality from mine. So I think that it'll be a great little change up. It'll be a fun into the month. And I hope that you'll tune in to listen to our conversation. All right. Have a wonderful day, week and month.